Hi, this is David from Wedding Business Growth. Wedding Business Growth is committed to helping you succeed in the wedding and events industry and grow your business in a sustainable way. Thank you for tuning into Wedding Business Growth Podcast. And now stay tuned for part one of this episode. Well, hello. Hey. What's going on, everyone? How's it going? We are back. We are back with another week of wedding business growth. Frank, how the heck have you been, man? Man, not, not too bad. I had my first wedding this weekend, and I've been trying to let my hair grow out, right? People don't see this part, the back there part, you know? Right, I got like yes, the little... Sir. Well, now I'm like, I'm torn because it didn't get long enough for me to like do anything back there with it so i'm like okay now do i just go back to like the old hairstyle do i like just get the sides faded and like the back yeah. faded and just have nice long on top i don't know man i'm gonna decide you gotta decide man i mean i'm definitely wanting to grow it out before i can't because i can see that receding hairline coming in so i think i'm gonna do it man i gotta do it once before i die man i gotta do that like that was not like that we 15 can match, years man. ago <laughs> we can match <laughs> Oh man, uh, it's great. No, it's great that you're everyone's getting back to work and doing weddings again. I'm I'm super stoked for that. I had a busy weekend myself. David's not here tonight, in case you didn't notice. We're rocking this show. Just just Frank and I. We got a great guest tonight. He's actually working an event. Um yeah, a fun corporate event, I think. So Yeah, and, and to be honest, it would probably end up being 30, 45 minutes of like major league baseball talk. If he was here today, since we just got the news that the that the lockout will continue, so yeah, be thankful that David's not here, or else do fill me in. Actually, be... I'm I'm not a baseball fan. What's going on? Yeah, so I mean, the the owners locked out the players three months ago. They didn't really talk for a while because it was the end of their their collective bargaining agreement. They didn't talk for a while. Anyway, fast forward to the last like ten days, they finally all got in a room or separate rooms, but in the same building started talking, arbitrating, trying to get things worked out. Uh, long story short, there was a deadline of midnight last night. They didn't hit it. They extended it to 5 p.m. today and didn't hit it. So now we're going to lose the first, basically the first week of baseball for sure, possibly more. And, uh, yeah, it's it's it sucks because I'm like my Mets. I was feeling good about my Mets. I say that every yes. year at this time of the year. But I was feeling good with Scherzer and – some new players and yeah, yeah. here we are. So wow. yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, it's unfortunate, right? Lots of rich people kind of making all those decisions together and, you know, the people that get hurt or, you know, the fans, the people who work at these stadiums, you know, you think yeah. about like the restaurants and bars that like are only stadium restaurants and bars, you know, yep. and they're just shut down until further notice if there's nothing going on there. So lots of people impacted by this and it's unfortunate, but hopefully soon. And the players too, man. I mean, it, it, it's not fun. Oh, we got Jay Hall on. Let's get these. Jay Hall is saying, oh, crying emoji. Joe uh, Dirt. Yeah, Joe Dirt. 
That's right. I don't know what that means. <laughs> that's that's the that's the movie uh, with uh, it's a movie with um, David Spade, I think, playing like this dude with a nice long like mullet. So oh, that's he's it. Okay, cool. Yeah. Are you going? Uh, is, that the, is that the is that the move? That is not the move. <laughs> but but my kids think it's hilarious, and I'm glad the beard's back too because the mustache thing was like it was a good know, look. I enjoyed I mean, it. I thought so. My wife did not, but yeah. So here we are. <laughs> Good stuff. We got a great guest tonight. Uh, we're going to bring her on. We're, get, we're talking all about branding and branding versus marketing, but we're going to talk about both, uh, essentially why you should be doing it. Um, if you're not doing it, maybe some strategies to help you out. Um, it's super important. I know I was really, really bad with marketing for a long time. And I noticed that when I started putting some money into it and kind of letting go of those resources that it came back to me like tenfold. So I'd love to get into it and bring her on uh, right now. So we got Jackie on right now. We're going to bring her in. Hello. Hey. I'm excited to be here, gentlemen. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. We got some great conversation tonight because I know a lot of people in the industry struggle with branding and marketing and, yeah. and everything everything regarding kind of getting your name out there, getting your presence uh, you know, out in front of people. Um, so maybe before we get started, just tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and your experience. Sure. Well, uh, my name is Jackie Watson. I am, hi, Jay. <laughs> I, one of my biggest fans is here. Um, I am a luxury wedding planner and I absolutely love what I do, but I've been in this for, gosh, over a decade now. And um, I have come to, to learn many, many things about this industry, but we pri primarily work with uh, luxury clientele and now I'm uh, getting into venue consulting and marketing and everything else so it all plays plays hand in hand very cool that's awesome I was also I was reading your bio uh, just a little bit ago and I also saw did you you came from a performing arts background <laughs> you gotta you gotta tell yeah us everybody that. says that I try to leave it out but uh, yeah I actually was uh, a juggler at one point and performed for President Clinton with my sister little little tiny fun fact uh, my sister did the yo-yos and she's still one of the best yo-yoists there are in the world um, but I did everything from juggling machetes and torches and clubs and passing. I did it all. Um, that was a, a prior um, life, but it's also what helped get me into this business because I had that performing arts background, that design background. Um, so I missed it just a little bit, but I, I love the wedding business even more. Well, I mean, I, that is awesome. Like, I would have never yeah. known that and to know, like, swords and or not swords, but like knives and stuff. That's that's awesome. Yep, yep, that's me. <laughs> Look, and Jay Jay gave us a little shock face there too. <laughs> yeah, I don't Fun think fact. even Jay knew. I don't tell a lot of people. I would have never known. But you have told the whole world or the well, wedding I business growth told, world. Now. Who was it that I just told? Oh my gosh. Oh, it was Kathleen from Cater Source because I'm speaking at Cater Source this year. If you haven't gotten your ticket yet, you have to go because I'm, I'm speaking on this topic and, and a couple others. Um, and I was telling her the same thing and she was like, what? <laughs> Maybe they're going to have you perform to kick off. Oh your, gosh. Uh... I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> Moons ago. Very cool. I know how that goes. I feel like the same yeah. thing with guitar. So, well, fun fact: I do have a friend who actually juggles in the circus, so I think that's super cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I try. Yeah. 
Um, so cool. I juggle so, balls in at the house with the kids for like cool. five seconds, and then I drop them. Yeah, I can't juggle to save my life. But it's great. It's great for dexterity. Got to keep it up. Yeah, I got to do ready. some extra. I'm, I saw this on TikTok. Like hitting your, hitting your, <laughs> no, I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to keep it going. Um, so talking about uh, to get into it, let's jump right into um, branding versus marketing. Let's talk about maybe the difference between the two. I know that to me, they it almost is synonymous, like they're the same. Mm -hmm. They're not though. Yeah, and that's that's the big key that everybody you know kind of thinks that they're the same, and and they're two completely different ball games. And you know the thing with the thing with branding is you have to remember the branding is who you are, whereas the marketing. That's the strategy behind it. That's like the nitty gritty of how to get yourself out there. Um, and a lot of people put them together thinking that they're the same thing. And then consequently, one of them doesn't end up jiving very well. And then they don't get their name out there or their name's out there in a wrong way. Um, but it definitely is is something that uh, I, I, I am passionate about. Um, and I know with branding, for me, it's about defining who you are and telling that world who you are. And then the marketing element of it, you know, is getting it out there in different methods. Interesting, okay. So your branding's the story, marketing's how you get it out there. Branding is your sense. story, marketing is how you get it out there. And a lot of people, you know, it helps a lot of people to think of it in this way. Branding is about your colors. It's about your logo. It's about mm -hmm. all those, different assets and the marketing is where you're going to put it does that that help <laughs> yeah absolutely almost like as the kids would say today your vibe uh that is very cool <laughs> <laughs> so current nick so current <laughs> Thank you. and Thank i you. also apologize i don't know if you can hear them i have beagles going off in the background i have they are my precious babies and i would be remiss if i didn't talk about them um, but they are three beagles. They are Cooper Smith, Nomad Aaron, and Bailey Ann. And Bailey Ann is a princess through and through. Yeah. Um, but they are my pride and joy, and I love them dearly. And I know they're they're hallowing up there because they they think their father's on his way home. So <laughs> <laughs> they're 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 getting geared up. They're getting geared up. It's it's a full on hallow fest. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even hear it until like. Oh, good! You know, I'm glad that's all I because <laughs> they're pretty loud to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so, all right. So, with branding, I think the thing that people don't understand about it is how. Ha, give some tips if you can about how you identify your brand. How do you yeah, identify absolutely. those things? Absolutely. So, I think with branding, it's all about. Uh, how you want your customer to feel, how you want your customer to see you. Um, and one of the best ways to think about branding is the five senses. What are the five senses? Sight, smell, hearing, taste, you know. So how are you putting those five senses out there? Because that's what's going to attract the client. You know, how are you making sure that you're showing up and being authentic to who you are and not copying everybody else and really putting out there the vibe and the feel that you want. And it's not just, you know, visually, it's verbally, it's emotionally, it's, it's everything. That's what a brand is. And 
one of the things that I love about branding the most is that your brand can constantly change and evolve. Every year I am updating my website with new photos, with different color palettes, with all the things that are me because I grow as a human, you know, every day. I learn new things every day. So if I didn't update that and I stayed stale and old and, you know, not doing what is trending today, I wouldn't have the business that I do. But because I stay relevant with my branding, I'm able to be successful. Yeah, yeah I, I love that. I don't think people quite think about like that branding, especially in a small, ind like smaller industries. Yeah. Like, you know, like wedding DJs, for example, I've seen wedding DJs that will have one logo that looks like they've had it for the last 20 years. 20 years. Yes. <laughs> and oh my gosh, it's horrible. My, my biggest pet peeve, and, and this is part of the marketing that I'll jump into, is not having a proper business card. And I yell at people when they bring me a card that I can tear in half or fold and put it in my pocket. Mm -hmm. And my philosophy on that is if if your business card is something that can be easily thrown away, like crumpling it, tearing it, then it's not a good business card. That business card needs to be thick and luxurious. And it doesn't matter what size budget you work with. This is who you are. And why would you want to give somebody a piece of material, a paper that can just easily be ripped? So, you're going to be forgotten right then and there. They're, they're going to stuff it in their pocket with everything else. They're going to, you know, wash it with your jeans and, you know, throw it out when you're at the hotel, whatever. But if you have a thicker cardstock, a really good, that you can't rip, you're going to be remembered. They're going to be like, oh, what's this in my pocket? And take it out and then give you a call. Yeah. I, you know what? I've never thought about that because when you think business card, right, traditionally, you just think regular. Vista print all the way. Yeah, yeah right. You know, you don't uh -huh. think about some of the other ways. I've actually thought, what, what are your opinions on like the digital business cards that people are doing now? Um, I think that we're starting because of the live technology that we're going to. I actually think that we are starting to go towards that a little bit more. And I like it. And it was great because last night I, I literally just flew in today from from being in New York. Um, and we went to a huge party, an industry party from Party Slate. It was good to be back. Um, but that's what we were actually doing because a lot of us didn't bring cards, you know, it's with industry peers and we're like, ah, we don't need a card kind of feel. But then we um, were just giving each other digitally, here's our email, here's our phone number, give me a call. And then we'd like, we were sharing our websites, but um, I went to a further extent of, I actually had a photo of my business card on my page. So just like the clear app, here's my business card. Would you like me to text it to you? And that worked really, really well. Wow. And a lot of people thought it was super fun. That's so awesome. I love the idea of maybe texting it because it almost kind of breaks another level of entry, like especially with other professionals in the industry where it's like, oh, now, now you have my contact information. Hey, man, it was great exactly. working at event with you. Yeah. And I how hard idea. is it? Like when we go to these industry mixers, like I'm, mm -hmm. a lot of people don't know this about me, but I'm an introvert. I yeah. do not like being around people because I'm around 5,000 people in the summertime doing all these yeah. weddings. And I'm a, like, if I could be 
under my covers and my PJs in bed, that's where I would be. Yep. Um, <laughs> but like, so there are those things where, you know, you have to put yourself out there. And last night was a, a great reminder to me that I, I have to keep doing this, but it's still, it's that uncomfortableness when you walk into the room of how do I introduce myself? What do I give them? Um, and creating something where you can text or send email kind of breaks that ice and allows yeah. you to have like a funny moment, but also a moment of, oh, hey, they're, they're in my repertoire now. That's, that's yeah. awesome. I can reach out to them and talk. Yeah. And I think the phone number just hits harder than a, than an Instagram handle where it's like, Hey, what's your Instagram? It's like, yeah, okay. Let me add you to the thousands of other people I have on there or whatever <laughs> the versus yeah, a phone I, number. It's very intimate, very personal. It's very you know? intimate right off the bat. Absolutely. And same, even with an email, like if you give them your email, it still gives that sense of that sense of intimacy for sure. Yeah. Awesome. You know, I, I see those, you see those commercials now for those little uh, wristbands that have like a little chip inside and you just yep. hold it up to a phone and it just ding, gives you a yep. business card or a contact. I've been, cool. I've been, yeah, I mean, I don't That's know if I've been cool thinking about too. it. I still think that for me, branding is always going to be super, super intimate and a super personal thing. And I don't, what I don't want to do, and I, you know, everybody's different is make my brand feel unimportant by doing, you know, things that aren't intimate, things that aren't family oriented. Like when people work with us, you know, just based off of my brand, they know what I stand for within the first five seconds of looking at my website. And that's, that's essentially what a brand is, is, is creating something where they don't want to call anybody else. They only want to call you. Yeah, absolutely. And that kind of moves into the next point about um, marketing too, and kind of, so how, so we have this brand that we've established, but how are we getting it out there and how are we getting people yeah. to kind of see it uh, in that way? Like I've had a really hard time with it. I mean, there's basic stuff that you can do, you know, Google ads, you know, social yeah. media ads, I feel like almost are kind of, maybe we can get your opinion on this, but I personally haven't found as much, um, uh, effectiveness using social media ads just because I feel like they get just dumped on the users so much that it's just ads and people are like, oh, I don't want to see that. Like, come yeah, on, get out of here. you know, um, and I, I think it's going to surprise people for me to say this, but I actually don't do Google ads. I don't do really? any social media ads whatsoever. Um, I feel like it's kind of this this waste of money because you're constantly having to figure out the 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 algorithms yeah. um, via Facebook's, you know, Instagram, LinkedIn, you know, yada, yada, yada. Um, yeah. My business, my brand comes from how I sell to people. And a lot of times, most of the time, we're direct word of mouth. That is, that's the referral process because our marketing is so strong. Um, but I think it's important for people when they're thinking about marketing to ask certain questions like, who are you selling to? Do you know who your ideal client is? Who is most likely to buy what you're offering? You know, are you going to give your card to a pizza boy that's dropping off pizza boy or pizza, you know, down the road, pizza boy, buy pizza boy. <laughs> um, or are you going to give it to someone who just, you know, you saw in the grocery, grocery store who are picking up bridal magazines, you know, 
figure out right. your, your client where where are they going where are they shopping you know what are they spending their money on um who are they going to refer you to afterwards um you know, so th those are some of my favorite key tips to thinking about how you're going to market yourself. And one of the things that I think is is super important that just is not done a lot of the time is thinking about your competition, but in a friendly way. Like there is business for everybody. There is plenty of business for all of us, and we should we see that right now. Like we're all booked, and there's still more coming in that we can't take. Yeah. So understanding your competitors is really important, not just knowing that they do what you do, but understanding how they work, who their clientele is, what they charge. That's all part of that marketing aspect, you know, of that homework. The marketing is actually much more difficult than the branding part. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. And I, it, it's hard sometimes to look at you know, your competitors in that way, where you're like, you do the same thing I do. But when you break it down in that way, it's like, look, there's enough business for everyone. Clearly, Absolutely. I've had to turn tons of couples away. I'm like, I'm so sorry, I, I have no more availability. So that in and of itself is telling you like, look, there's plenty of stuff to go around here uh, yeah. and beyond. But to do that research, I think is so important. Like go it on their websites. So key. When, yeah, and, like, and here the thing is, this is this is the, one of the biggest things I think people don't realize. When you're looking at your competition, it's not just to try and be better than them. It's actually yeah. to find someone that you can refer. You know, it's you don't want to refer somebody that's going to do a crappy ass job because what's going to happen? That's going to come back on you. Yep. So you really need to do that legwork. And, and it's so worth it because, you know, you get to refer other people that will now refer you back. You know, how cool would it be to have three caterers that refer each other all the time simply because they think alike, because they yeah. do things, you know, that are very similar to each other. Now it's yeah. just giving your client another reason to call you if someone else isn't free. That connection. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, and <clears throat> I think the other thing too about looking at your competition is if um, your, you know, your local competition is if they give out a certain product and you know what that product is and you're aware mm -hmm. of what that product is, then <clears throat> you, you have, you can do one of two things from that. Either, you know, you're a totally different product, even if you're in the same lane. And so you can say, okay, well, if they're marketing and speaking it this way, then I need to market and speak it this way over here. I'm not big enough on the screen. I guess to do that, but um you know, so that, that allows you that opportunity to kind of figure out, well, if they're successfully speaking to this client, I want to successfully speak to this client over here. But then what it also does is it allows you, if you know that that competitor is doing something similar to you, it allows you to kind of see how they're doing it and then figure out a way to still, to still separate yourself because you don't want to look cookie cutter to the next person or Absolutely. them look cookie cutter to you. Yep. And, you know, here's the thing. That's exactly what branding is, is you identifying your unique self. And I find it, I find it sometimes annoying when, you know, you get some of these new people that are coming in. And, and don't get me wrong, the market needs new people. And it's wonderful to see all this influx. But a lot of times those new people coming in, don't understand the marketing or don't understand the branding and they start looking at all these other websites and then they start picking it apart and taking words from all these different websites so instead of 
creating something that is uniquely them that describes who they are describes what they want their ethic their ethics their values their core they're starting to pull from all these wonderful people that they you know inspire to be like and it only hurts them you know so i think that there's something to be said about you know before you even get into this industry do your market research understand who your industry is and how you can be different because the people who are different the people who are unique are the ones who are going to get hired yeah that's Absolutely. right and, and i think i think people miss the difference and maybe you can speak a little bit about this too i think people miss miss the difference with keywords versus versus just copying phrases right yeah. there's a big difference there mm -hmm. are things that must look the same but they're words what you put around them can look different and that's absolutely. what differentiates you absolutely you know i my website has the words like wedding planner universal language um luxury universal language but what a lot of others don't have is family oriented dog lover kayaker yeah. you know all those things that go around that all those common you know used phrases all the time that do separate you out yeah yeah, and and that's that's also what builds that personal connection. So Absolutely. when you're talking about branding, you know, and you're you're trying to let people know this is this like you said the authentic you, then yeah. can tell tell everybody a little bit about how you can mix that branding, that authentic you in within your marketing the way that you just kind of talked about a little bit yeah absolutely i you know i think office i i think being authentic is is something so valuable and clients no matter what budget really value your honesty and your thoughtfulness and one of the biggest things that i can say is have a bio that speaks to you you don't have to put accolade after accolade put a little bit about you that you know for instance for me when you read my website you'll know that i hate the winter i want to be on the beach with my husband you know that i am a dog lover and have three amazing beagles and what i'm doing within those bios and my my both of my girls have bios too stephanie and becca that work with me um, we show people who we are in a very intimate way and it ends up taking, you know, another step by, you know, showing those potential clients, hey, I've got a little bit of something that that is like you, you know, and like minded people attract like minded people. Yeah. And just making yourself more human, too. I mean, I think a lot of the times when we're going to buy a product and service like on the Internet and your mm -hmm. people are looking for you and finding you, it's like it's very impersonal most of the very. time. Yeah. And especially for something as intimate as your wedding, I, you know, I've even, you know, contemplated, you know, putting a video together to replace the bio, like, hey, like, here's a little here, you can see me and hear me. And, you know, and we have done that. that yeah, yep, we've actually in today, especially in today's world, everything is going via video, you know, yeah. everything is digital, everything is live, everything, you know, so it's a really great idea to have a video. And one of the things that we did that always, always, it's still to this day, and it was done in, gosh, I think probably 2016, we did a huge video on how we set up a wedding, a massive wedding that we had up here. 
and we did it from start to finish and it still gets a lot of hits and i'm still able to share it because it's still relevant you know it's still showing what we do in a very powerful light thank you for listening to part one of this episode be sure to tune in next time for part two on the wedding business growth podcast